Welcome to the After Party. This is the Basketball Post Game Show. Of course, Nebraska basketball getting another win today. Not so much dramatic fashion. I think we could probably uh, all use a nice breather of a game, and that's kind of what you got today in the victory over the Southern Jaguars. I have, have to shout out Southern Jaguars' uh, suits today. They look, they're pretty good, nice road unis there. Sharp. Very sharp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they did not present much of a challenge as the Huskers did get the win today. We'll run through all the stats. Um, but, uh, DP, what was your, your biggest impression from the game starting out? This story has a, a, a simple beginning, middle, and end. Its name was Bryce McGowan's. On a night where, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot going on, uh, here's what this young man put together. An 18.11 rebound, four assists, effort in 31 minutes. He put up 18 points on nine shots. More importantly, uh, that his, his impact on the boards, both sides of the floor, uh, was 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 necessary. It's a good thing to see watching the young man say, you know what, um, offensively I'll get mine. I'll get at the free throw line. I'll get done what I need to get done. But uh, when, when you have the young Slim show up and give you 11 rebounds, it's a good day uh, to be a Husker poop fan. Yeah, Huskers pulling away 82 to 59 in this one, the the final. But they they had a, a nice control at half, 39 to 22. I'm right there with you. Bryce McGowan's looked good. Uh, Derek Walker uh, with his uh, second consecutive game with a career high as he get got to four, 15 points. Lonzo Verge took him a little bit, but there at the end added a few points to get to 14. Uh, Tamananga with a four point play involved uh, was uh, two for five from beyond the arc, 11 points there. Eduardo Andre had a nice day, spark off the bench, eight points as the Nebraska had a height advantage so all the big men kind of got into the action so those are your leading scores today uh, uh, pretty pretty an, another job done uh, as a unit but you know having some of your leaders out there again uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I complete I'm continue to be fascinated by where what the starting lineup is going to continue to be Keon Edwards once again probably didn't take it as much advantage as he could of being the starter today um, but at the same time again starter not playing starters minutes uh once again so we'll kind of see how that develops that might just be you think that's just to keep the second unit together that's chemistry that's yeah. just chemistry um first of all Keon is is, is is a pretty high level defender uh his length and quickness he's got he's explosive defensively so having him with the first group to make sure things stay organized he and lot out there together um uh, to keep things kind of organized and structured um, but then the offensive energy and the boost that happens when you put uh, the second uh, members of the second unit in. I mean, think about it this way. Uh, Wilcher came in. He was active defensively. Webster was active. Tamanaga, um, Breidenbach. Breidenbach, this might have been uh, Breidenbach's best complete game. And then Eduardo Andre. We got good Eduardo Andre again. Uh, running the floor, finishing in his his, his you know his little his little three sixty dunk uh, on the breakaway was <laughs> go, yeah. was kind of nice. It was like wait a minute, it's so funny to me too. Here's another thing that's is funny. Um, so there are fan fans, right? So those people who know all the particulars about the guys on the team and uh, the guys who 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 know who does what, right? They they know. Oh, CJ, she's, they can shoot the three, so it's okay. A lot, man, that's kind of his job, shoot three. They know who the folks are. But what's happening is now you're getting some of those peripheral fans who don't particularly know. And um, there's a lady, <laughs> lady behind me. She's got, she goes, I heard her talking. She goes, well, Breidenbach uh, makes his first play. And she goes, yeah, he's a big kid from Hungary. 
<laughs> just making it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's from Hungary, and then Lat Man. I think he's from London. And <laughs> I'm going, hey, 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 ma, no, that's 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 you're not, spreading bad uh, information. Yeah, you know, she's like, yeah, the, the big kid from Hungary. He's got a funny name, so that yeah, I think that's where he's from. And I just, <laughs> I just went, wow. So then when Tom Winaga came in, she goes, she, they knew who he was, but they didn't know much about him. Right. And she goes, yeah, he looks like, he looks like a baby face. He looks like, he looks 17. <laughs> I don't know. He's a sophomore. I was like, no, no, ma. That's not how. That's hey, not you know what? Well, <laughs> today, and this isn't uh, disappointing or anything, but you know, it's not exactly a packed house for Southern. So you right. take any of the fans you can get us. Oh, no, no, no. I was glad they showed up. Right. I was glad they showed up, but it was spectacular. Just hearing some of the stories. Uh, they were trying to figure out where Lot was from, you know. Uh, it, yeah, it's just, it's like, man, you guys are really brand new. Like, you are brand, 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 brand new. So it was, but it was good. I, I actually, um, the crowd was trying to find its groove. It, it was trying to find its mood, and it took them a minute to get it going, just as it did the Huskers' offense. So as they finally got it going, um. Surprisingly, like we we didn't know from this that Derek Walker would would would, would find his, his groove again. Like this is a fifteen point seven out of eight from the floor, uh, four rebound, three assists, right? Consistent yeah. captain minutes uh, in his twenty three minutes, like that fifteen. Look, if if we the last two games, if we said Derek Walker is going to average fourteen a game, uh, the last two games again, I mean, we don't care who it's against. Oh no. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. That that was kind of applause worthy, especially uh, in eight shots. That's pretty right. efficient. Efficient, efficient, efficient. There, there's still the there, there's the elephant in the room, right? That this team that has shooters aren't shooting, and they aren't shooting well. They're shooting, but they're not shooting well. Four of twenty three from three. That's that's a little. I don't know. Is that a Sunday afternoon thing, or is this just the part of the team's personality we're going to have to accept? There's some nights they're going to hit threes, some nights they're not going to hit any. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they haven't necessarily been a great shooting team so far, um, but you you kind of know it's there. You're kind of waiting for some guys to to pick up. Usually, C.J. Wilcher is hitting a few. Him and Webster in in the games have hit a few. They were each one of three tonight from beyond the arc. Um, two of five from Tamanaga. You know, other every guy. You know, Bryce he, he can hit him. He's zero for four today. Man, that's his job. Zero for three. Um, so you know, it's just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that they should prepare not to always light it up because they don't seem they might they they, they seem to be better uh, a shooting team than last year, um, and and probably enough to call yourself some of a def- decent shooting team, but it's it's not consistent enough. Uh, before we we go much further, let's take a quick break for station identification. We just got this thing started, so we'll be right around ten seconds uh, right after this quick station ID. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet, KNTK FM Firth, 93.7 The Ticket. See, I told you, we didn't go anywhere. We're still here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I would, I'm going to go look at their stats now is kind of see what their seasons are. Obviously, tonight below the season average, but um, they're just I, – I guess that's maybe something that's a little bit underwhelming so far this season is their shooting totals behind yeah, the arc. Yeah, because you, you watch 
you you watch guys who 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 have a, the good stroke, and they're shooting from places on the floor that they look comfortable. And I can I can say myself, I've seen them hit those shots in rhythm at practice. It's just not happening in, in the game. It's just not like in, literally the same shots that go down. And again, some of that's been contested by somebody you don't know. You don't know how quickly they're going to get there. Their length may vary, uh, uh, may be different than the person that guards you at practice generally. Um, usually they're working in bunches. So if you're competing against the same guy every day rather than, uh, you know, a variety of, of people, um, that can affect you. Also, there is the, there, there's this thing that happens. The Huskers practice in a short-walled facility. And then they go over to PBA, and you've got all that space and all that color, and it's a different backdrop. So I, I would ponder if the coaching staff has started to consider whether they need to practice more PBA. But you can't simulate the crowd noise, and you can't simulate the crowd, like, like the colors and the schemes behind them. You can't you can't simulate that. Yeah. So, but but the re, the reality is, I mean, the, look, they warm up too, right? They have time to come there before game and shoot. They have time to do all that stuff. Um, from the starter, Hammy Texan. Again, you guys, we we we, we welcome you guys to uh, add to the show and contribute four zero two four six four five six eight five. Uh, on the Sardar Hammond text line, or you can call in, Honda Lincoln Hotline as well, if you want to call in and give your two cents. Uh, Jordan says this, good to get the W, but you still feel like this team hasn't found its groove yet. You see it in short spurts, but you feel like they still have another level to go to despite winning by, by 20. Absolutely, Jordan. Absolutely. That, that some of this is building chemistry. Some of this is getting to know one another. Uh, some of this is getting comfortable, like trying to get comfortable. Um with 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 your teammates, a lot of these guys are new to it. Um, but th- the first group, I mean, this was you were getting your shooters in the right space. So, yeah, I'm gonna I, I'll have to pick their brain a little bit and see what I can find out about it. But there's some other things. So here are a few numbers. Again, bench points, thirty three points off the bench, thirty three points off the bench, points in the paint, forty six. Taking advantage of being on the floor with guys that don't have rim protectors. Yeah. Like, that's IQ. I don't know if it's purposeful, but they recognize when you can get Derek Derek Walker off, so you do that. Uh, Eduardo Andre, Wilton Breidenbach, you can do that. Um, 16 turnovers they created tonight. Uh, They only had four uh, second-chance points, but 13 playoff points. Here's that number, 15 of 17 on layups. It's a little bit different when you don't have a protector up there. Uh, they had five dunks tonight, which, again, for Husker fans who have been watching this for a few years, you go, five dunks. And Eduardo, I, I'm not sure I've seen a better dunk than Eduardo Andre's kind of – Fast break one? This yeah. Time? Yeah. That was pretty nice. Right. It came out of a, a big mess. Right. But uh, Breidenbach got down, threw it up ahead to Andre, and – he took advantage of the open court. He didn't just do the casual layup or casual dunk even. Right, 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 <laughs> right. He gave it a little 360 action yeah. uh, and put it up. He, he's, he's becoming my favorite person to watch because he's just he's like this, 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 this young fawn that's finding its legs, right? And each time you see it, it's, oh, 
Oh look, you've 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 become more coordinated. Yeah. Like oh look at you, you've become more graceful. Oh look at you, you've become more. You you're moving more comfortable. So he three three of the last four games we've gotten good Andre. We'll keep track of that. So we we're three out of our last four with good Andre. And, and you wonder how much of it kind of leads up. You know the practice leading up or the day leading up. Kind of how he's acting. How you know how he's been playing in practice because uh, it was a quick. You know he came in quick. It was uh, the first one of the first guys off the bench for Hoiberg today and immediately helped. I mean this was a team where Nebraska was going to have the height advantage basically regardless of whether Andre played or not. Um, but he obviously uh, can take advantage of that more than a lot of these other guys. And he immediately went in there and sometimes you know. The numbers aren't always there. That's why I'm glad that you, you speak up, uh, spoke up for Keon Edwards. And, you know, his numbers might not be there, but he, he's impactful defensively. Uh, Lot Main's length, we know about how that, that can impact it. Again, not a big numbers day for Lot, lot but um, – but that's that's what Andre does too, as far as rim protection. You can see it adjusting shots at the rim for others, and and they they had a problem finishing when he's in there. Um, so he did. I mean, I thought that he played really good today. And and when you just go down the line, you know, hats off to Derek Walker for getting 15 on eight shots but it's everybody everybody was efficient today uh verge had 14 on five shots a lot of lot you know six and what, six from what? the line what? yeah on five what? shots verge took five shots what? so that's that's definitely a development mcgowan's at 18 on nine field goal attempts andre had eight on four made field goal attempts four or five from the field so a lot of it tom and i throw him in there 11 points on six shots that's that's not volume shooting that's efficient team basketball and it showed once again second straight game with 18 assists and maybe the biggest win for nebraska tonight taking advantage of that size they finally won a rebounding yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. big oh, round yeah. of applause for the huskers oh, yeah. 38 to 30 on the boards oh yeah still gave up eight offensive rebounds <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those were when it was when it was they were stretched a little bit. Yeah. So I understood that they, there was I think four of those came within like forty five seconds. Okay. Forty five seconds. <laughs> so so they did that thing. But yeah, that was the number I kept tracking on my phone was okay. They're gonna win the rebound. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then it, uh, so uh, thirty rebounds. Like I don't care who you're playing against. I, that that needs to happen. Like that needs to happen that that you commit to that, and that's some of the transition stuff. So they've conceded some of the the, the, the transition get out early, and we're going to send three guys into the break and hope the two guys get the work in. Um, that's where you where you saw Bryce McGowan's do the heavy lifting tonight to make sure that he cleaned the boards, he got us possessions, and you didn't have to worry about it. Um, the first half they were thirteen of twenty six from the field. Uh, they finished twenty seven of fifty one. Um, that twenty four of thirty, they actually held the eighty percent from free throw. Like I kept, they kept wavering. I'm going, please, just finish above eighty. <laughs> just finish me. Like, can we please just it? once? So can they we they just have been crossing that, right? a few things off their list today, right? And then eighteen assists on twenty seven makes. So to watch that, that Alonzo Verge five attempts. It did seem like he shot more than five times though. Well, he got to the line. <laughs> he got he got fouled on a few of them, right? <laughs> Right, it it felt like, but so Verge and his trust for Derek Walker is there. Like those two, Verge trust Walker with the ball and trust what he's going to do with it. As that expands, it'll be more interesting to watch. Um, I'm not sure. Like there was one opportunity where Bryce McGowan's could, in air quotes, have given the ball to Alonzo Verge, who was out front. 
And Bryce was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Let me run this. And he kept looking because it looked like he was going to get a one-on-one. He could have just gone in the basket and dunked. Verge saw it. It would have been a tough pass. But the previous possession, Bryce had threw it across court and got picked off. So he was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again and get in trouble. Verge then fades. He curls and then goes out to the three-point line opposite of Bryce. And he's literally jumping up and down, waving to Bryce. <laughs> like, give me, give me, give me, give me. Well, because in this system, especially when you have a Verge and a, Bri- and a Bryce, if Bryce cross-courts that thing to Verge, the, fear, the thought isn't that Verge is going to catch it and go straight to the rack. What's going to happen is the defenders are going to turn their heads away from Bryce. And Bryce can do a full sprint straight to the back of the rim. Verge lays it up there, and we get our moment. Yeah, that'd be right? nice. You get our moment. But <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't happen. There's a lot of trusting that, that goes on. They tried another uh they tried another alley oop to to Bryce today that wasn't there. It was on it hit him in the <laughs> hip almost. Look, that was it was it there were three plays today that I said, Okay, that's why Bryce is an NBA dude. Because on an and one he got fit, he got he got bumped hard and everybody else would have ended up in the sideline somewhere on the baseline. And Bryce managed to regather himself in the air, get it on the glass, and get an A and one. And I went, "Yeah, that's a grown man yeah. move right there." Then the catch on the previous alley oop, because he that ball was that was a, a, an Odell Beckham Jr. catch that he <laughs> that he caught with that thing and came down with it. And then there was another one where he 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 did an up and under to get to the opposite side of the basket. And you went, "Okay, yeah, he's an NBA dude. Yeah, there's no there's no question about that." What what do you say when people says that McGowan is in fact an NBA dude? I think it's there. I I I think that's the, one of the best parts about this. Again, Nebraska does not get five-star prospects. This is the first one. So, um and and you know, it's it's just weird. You you look up your mock drafts. I don't know how many people do that. I'm kind of a nerd, but you look up your mock <laughs> drafts this early and you right. still and you see him in there and it's just to see a Nebraska guy there, it's you rarely see it. There's been a few times with Roby or even Petaway back in the day where throughout the season they'd sneak in at 29 in the right. first round. And you go, oh, Nebraska's got a guy right. that could be in the first round. They didn't end up happening. Uh, I, I think McGowan's definitely has that potential. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's nice to see him get back on the attack today. It's going to be interesting to see him take – uh, that step against you know what he's been able to do against the the Southerns and the Western Illinois, and then do that against Creighton. And I think we'll see that as the season goes on against the Big Ten teams. Um, but it'll probably be a step for that um, because again he he's really good at attacking the rim and getting to the free throw line where he's ten of ten tonight. Um, but against Creighton, didn't do that. Maybe you know it's it's just that different level. There's a better defender in front of you. It's not as easy to go get to the rack uh, that first step or whatever. Um, but I think that it that's what's going to be fun is watching him grow because he's going to continue to get this confidence as he plays these teams and then going into the Big Ten when he gets his moments. And so there's going to be some games where all the scouts, all the nation's eyes are going to be on a national televised game. You know how much can he take advantage of that? He's preparing himself quite well. He'll have. In the Big Ten season, he will have a twenty-five and ten night. He will he will have a one of those nights where he's five of ten from three. He'll have one of those nights where he has three spectacular dunks. They may not come on the same night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he because he's willing to take the bump, and that that pro wrestling terminology of being able are you able to take the bump? Because not everybody can take the bump. People think they can, but not everybody can take the bump. No. Bryce takes the bump and gets himself free points. 
And those possessions become valuable because when you know that look, he's athletic enough that he can elevate, take the bump, and then land the right way. He could take the bump and still get a shot towards the, to the, towards the box on the glass. That's not – that's way more difficult <laughs> than it well, is. And he's, and he's probably – have you seen that growth from him already where the first couple games – you know, the physicality was a little bit there for me. And, you know, but but today he just seemed to be more prepared to land, yep. like more pre- prepared to know that that bump is coming and how to react to it while still getting the bucket. It only took a few games. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was worried because the, 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 the first bump today, I thought, hmm, what's his reaction going to be? Yeah. And he got more aggressive, which which I was good. With. There are people there's some folks who don't don't buy into the Bryce McGowan. But offensive aggression but look that's all of those dudes like they said that about penny hardaway they said that about <laughs> think of the, all the tall long lanky wings uh, uh sean marion right guys that look a little different uh the body reacts a little differently than, than they used to seeing um, i like the idea that this young man um like he's not going to be uh, a Bradley Beal type score, I don't think that's necessary. But his ability to put it on the floor, get to the rack, take the bump, get the easy points so that when the shot is on, oh we And he did that today without a shot being on. So we got stuff to look forward to. Yeah, there's plenty to look forward to. We're going to we're going to take a quick break and get back to more. Uh this is the the post game show, the the after party for basketball as Nebraska does get the win against Southern today, 82 to 59. DP and me, Jake Balkov and DP and I, I should say. I'll take an English class and we'll be back here on 937 the ticket. This is the Husker After Party Post Game Show Basketball Edition. Once again, Nebraska getting a victory, improving to three and two on the season with an 82 to 59 victory over Southern Jaguars, hailing from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Like I said, like their Baton jerseys, kind of like their style, but uh, they need a little more height. Always great uniforms. Um, I- I'm slightly disappointed they didn't bring the band because oh, the Southern yeah, University right. band is pretty exceptional, uh, but that's okay. We'll, 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 <laughs> we will forgive them this time. And for what it's worth, you know, you hear Southern, you know, if, <laughs> maybe you don't, you're like, what's next? Where are they from? Well, Southern what? Southern Louisiana? Yeah, they're just Southern. Um, so you might not think that that's that great of a ball club, but they pushed Louis, Louisville actually earlier this year, uh, just lost by 12 to them. Um, so and historically, they've been able, you know, they travel on the road, played power five teams, beat power five teams at times. So uh, this was not like too big for them. And that's what I think sometimes you worry about when Nebraska beats a team without a name uh, and you just go and, and it's a it's a, mar- a wide margin of victory. You just go, well, that must have been a bad team. Uh, I, I think Nebraska got better today. I don't think this was just a, a, uh, a, a situation where Nebraska was just, you know, just just overwhelming for Southern to handle. I think if you played a few different times, they they probably would give, be able to give you a better shot. Now, Nebraska did again. I keep going back to it. Had the height advantage and took advantage of that, and that's what they that's darn well what they should do, especially when you're not shooting well beyond the arc. Well, I mean, it's it's an opportunity for you to work on philosophy. It's an opportunity for you to work on scheme, right? To make small corrections because you will see things. Each of these possessions is a 
teachable moment. So if you can figure out during those moments to tweak and twist the small things that need to be done, rebounding against size also works when you're not rebounding in size. If you put your work in, the basic concepts that who do you identify to? Where do I need to get my eyes? Do I need to get hands on, body on? Can I check folks out? Um, where are these shots going? All of that stuff they figured out. And this is – Southern is, was not an awful rebounding team. So to come out and get your 38 versus 30 still says for for you for Nebraska that they took – that they took the thing that they didn't do well and purposefully got better at it. Like as a fan base that you can go, okay, we're not good at rebounding. We'll get better. Like we'll try to get better. We want to get better. And then they tell you, and then you look and you go, oh, you actually put work in. Yeah. You actually put work in. And again, it's Southern. That's not Iowa. But that helps. And you mentioned earlier too the the what you have to do to give some up that rebounding is what you know an opposite it's, it's sometimes it's just coaching sometimes you just think and you know they were and it is it's partially yeah, effort and stuff we talked about earlier but part of it is is that Hoiberg's kind of said okay that's too much of a problem let's dedicate more to rebounding and then but he has to give up those fast break points that's been the case the last couple of games as they've dedicated more to rebounding is less fast break points. Um, is that is that the way you think they're going to probably just as far as philosophically move on forward, or do you think it's just depend on matchups? Well, it depends on matchup, but this is so the rebounding, cleaning up offensive rebounds against, usually affects your shooting. That's why Fred likes to get out. That's why he sends people out because they're early and they get better looks, right? So the shooting percentage goes down because you're focusing on defensive rebounding. Those those things are directly connected. So. There's that. It also allows those shooters to get in their rhythm, right? Because then their timing, the spacing becomes better. Um, they get to see how people close out against them. When you do it in a half-court set, it's a lot more condensed and it's a lot more physical. But when you can get out and get three-on-three three or two-on-two two in transition, there's a lot of space, and shooters become more comfortable in that. But – Fred, he'll tell you, we had to clean up the offensive rebound. Yeah. We had to. And, look, if they if they put up 82 points a game, they'll win half Big Ten games. That, that, that number. But the fact that they're able to figure out how to get points when the shot isn't going down, right? On a 4 of 23 three-point shooting night, they still f- figured out how to get to the free throw line, they figured out how to knock down the free throws, which is another Big Ten thing, right? You're going to get fouled in the Big Ten. Yeah. You just are. Are you going to hit free throws? Because that will, the free throws will keep you in games. Making threes will help you win games. <laughs> so <laughs> they know what they have to do going forward. Yeah, and, and, and impressive to get to 82, like you said, just hitting four threes on the night. One of them a four-point play, so that helps a little bit. But most of it's in, in the free throw shooting, 24 points from the free throw line compared to uh, just nine for Southern today. So Nebraska, again, the bigger team could be more physical. They have to learn to be more physical as they get into Big Ten play. Uh, and today was a good test for that. Uh, y- y- I did want to ask you this because you thought that perhaps Trevor Lakes could at, at maybe some point be inserted in the starting lineup. Um, do you think that he's got a role down the line on this team? Still still kind of getting the end of the bench minutes there, wait till the game was out of hand. Um, but as a guy that we know can shoot, if they continue to struggle shooting, do you think that he'll get more of a look? 
they keep shooting four for 23, Trevor Lakes will get more minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> Trevor Lakes will get more minutes. Well, because I mean, because look, Trevor's physicality helps him. When he plays with intelligence, Trevor is a real problem. They're trying to get consistency out of it, right? What can we count on? How do how do we use him appropriately? Like whose minutes does he get? The thought was that he would get he would get Trey McGowan's minutes. At some point, you peek and go, okay, what if you started Lakes instead of? of Edwards. Now he's not as athletic. Uh, they're similar type shooter types. Uh, they defend differently. There's different energy when they're on the floor. But knowing what Trevor would do plays its part. Like that. That that's one we use circle and go. Okay, we'll we'll get we'll circle back to that yeah. because there may be some use. And then the other thing is, I mean, look, you can go with C.J. Wilcher and then see whether. You get better minutes or better productivity from Keon Edwards coming off the bench than 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 CJ. Like you got to consider those things. Also, they were at some point. I mean, tonight we saw Breidenbach and Derek Walker on the floor at the same time. Yep. We saw Eduardo Andre and and Derek Walker on the, and Breidenbach on the floor at the same time. So it's evolving. To find out which combinations will work, which ones like, and we saw the the, the Kobe Webster and Alonzo Verge backcourt. So as they mix and match <laughs> to see whether what 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 fits and what what works, um, and I think by the time you get through the the holiday tournaments, you'll have a pretty good idea about what you're going to do. So you can head into the Big Ten play with with, with an idea about what pieces are in play. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch that play out. And, and usually this this year so far when the bench has been strong, it, it's been uh, from uh, Webster. It's been from Wiltshire. Uh, tonight, they, they weren't the leading guys off the bench. Uh, Webster did have six points, uh, two steals, two rebounds, an assist. I mean, he's st- still uh, a stat stuffer for what he could do there. And, and Wiltshire had a, a decent night again, three points. Not so much in the scoring column, but didn't take too many shots. Just three points on three shots, but four assists. That was tied for the team lead. So I'm not saying they didn't do anything. Thing. I'm just saying they've been kind of taking the scoring impact off the bench. Tonight it was more Tominaga with 11, and, and he got a lot of those in the second half, and, and Andre uh, with eight kind of leading off the bench. So that's that's good to see, too. Uh, not that you don't like to see players just catch fire and keep it you know, from game to game to game, um, but the different... It's not just the different guys, but the different types that those guys are. Webster, Wilcher, Tominaga, Andre all play vastly different roles, and they all can spark you off the bench. Well, they know... That they need to bring energy coming off coming off the bench, like they're all aware. That's what we're there for. And you saw CJ pumping up the crowd a little bit, trying to get them going on a couple of se- uh, sequences. Um, they know that the crowd has a different energy and vibe when they're on the floor. That's a statement of truth. The second group brings a different energy, and the crowd straighten their back straightens, and they're like, "Oh, okay, here we go." Like, what what are we going to see? They love watching the guys shoot. Now they're perplexed. The fans were perplexed. It was what is go those those are supposed to go in, yeah. <laughs> like those are supposed to go in, but to have that sort of problem isn't a bad problem to have. That you have guys on the bench who you can put on the floor who have me- a way and a means to produce, and then you just got to get them. And that group is going to be a problem in the Big Ten. Like that group, that second group is good. Look, there'll be nights where that second group is going to drive Big Ten teams crazy because the shots are going to go down. They're going to also be nights where you know, nothing happens, nothing works, and you just 
we'll scratch our heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that's going to be it. I did. So we, we mentioned Alonzo versus Junior. 14.45 from the field, six of six from the free throw line, six rebounds, four assists. He had four turnovers, which is that thing that you, you know, you need a coachable moment. He and, and in that space that he had four turnovers, uh, Bryce had four turnovers. But, but after that, it kind of chilled, which was necessary. But you, the guys who touch the ball the most can't turn it over the most. Yeah. And they, and they, they, I mean, Virgis, for all the, the, the flack that Virgis got this year from the fan base, I suppose, uh, he hasn't turned the ball over that much. I, I think that's a season high of turnovers for him. And they were doing good on turnovers in the first half. Uh, I, I didn't take a picture or anything. I don't know exactly what it was, but they had a low amount of turnovers in the first half, and then it seemed to just start adding up in the second half. Maybe that's playing with the bigger lead, taking more uh, risks than you maybe would with a closer game. Um, but, uh, you know, it was it was you know, overall, if, if you had to say something, of course, Nebraska, ha- you know, kind of did maybe lay off a little bit with the bigger lead as far as bringing in different players, you know, stretching that second unit out, playing them a little bit more. Um, but it was just a six-point difference in the second half. Nebraska ended up scoring 43 in that half, Southern uh, 37, and, and I think part of that is a, a little bit more turnovers in the second half. Huskers had nine turnovers in the second half, six in the first. Yeah. Um, and that you, you could see Hoiberg's frustration with it at some point uh, because he would have different conversations uh, with different players as they went. Uh, they, you know, the Huskers shot three of nine from three in the second, second half. Bravo. 12 of 17 from the free throw line. They were 14 of 23 uh, from the field in the second half alone. They had 17 rebounds uh, and eight assists in the second half. In the first half, uh, 18, 21 rebounds and 10 assists. So the numbers are there. They shot better from three in the second second half because they were one of 14 in the first half <laughs> hard to shoot much worse wow uh they, they were better from the free throw they were 12 of 13 from the free throw line in the first half uh and then 13 of 28 from the field so y- you see the numbers just screaming at you that they got better at certain things tonight as you said they this team got better tonight um are they where we want them to be no and I think they would agree with that. Um, we'll go up and down the, the box score. Verge with 14. McGowan's with 18 on nine shots. Uh, Latman, uh, cannot you cannot play a Big Ten game with Latman only taking four shots. That's not good enough. Um, Derek Walker with 15 points on eight shots. Uh, Keon Edwards was over two from the field. Wilcher with three. Uh, again, I want more shots from C.J. Wilcher. Yeah. I want more. Uh, Kobe Webster, six uh, points from the from the fee, from the floor six points for the game one of four from the floor uh, three or four from the free throw line Trevor Lakes you know, of course came in late um, Tamanaga was three of six from from the floor two of five from from three that's a plus. That's yeah, a he plus needs to, to watch him see that going down. He has not been hitting them. And then, you know, his first one that he hit tonight was that four-point play. He came right back, took another one, got fouled, and went to the line again. Um, but he's he's been doing a good job, too, of the last couple of games is – knowing the scouting reports out on him, knowing that they, they're going to do everything they can to prevent him from shooting a three. Uh, and he's got skills once he can put the ball on the floor. And so he did a little bit of that again tonight. Um, it wasn't necessarily, didn't show up too much, didn't get an assist or anything, um, and, and only took one shot from inside the arc, but he did make it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I think this is probably his career high. <laughs> you know, it's 
pretty short career so far, but 11 points, you could say that's a major step forward for them. And really, it's just it seemed like everything was there tonight. I, I wouldn't complain about too much of anything besides the three-point shooting. And it's it wasn't one of those games where they were forcing bad three-point shots. They just weren't falling. So that's that's something you're going to live with sometimes. That's why that's why teams were hesitant and, and coaches were hesitant for decades. Everybody knew. Everybody could figure out the math that three was worth two. That wasn't the problem. It's that unless you had Steph and Clay in the in your backcourt that most you know most nice than not you're not going to always hit at a high enough clip now now the three point shooting just seems to be better better in the game of basketball but you're still going to have those nights again unless you have Steph and Clay in the backcourt where not you know you're just going to not be able to hit a whole lot and that's why we talked about this last post game a lot of teams like to build their identity on that defensive side of the ball cuz you can rely on that being there that's more effort that's more you know you know obviously the coaching has to go into it but that's more effort based and can be more reliable from night to night than three-point shooting. Uh, I do want to say Joe P says, uh, good seeing you tonight at the ballgame. Yeah, Joe P, good seeing you too, brother. We had, we, we were handing out fist bumps in the lobby there. Uh, nice. Trying <laughs> try to, try to make sure that we we, we, we got through. Uh, Brian Bach, I, th- I thought from a scheme standpoint, him being in the right place at the right time, this was his best night. This was his better night. Uh, their ability to run high-low with Breidenbach, this was his best night. Uh, defensively, he was in the right place at the right, uh, at the right time tonight. And then he also didn't lose control emotionally and become a wrecking ball. Because sometimes Breidenbach would just decide, well, you know, look, he didn't have that body mass before. Now he can move people. So He's a, he's a physical player. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just out there. Every now and then, he'll let you know, hip check, yeah. uh, just to let you know I was out there. Uh, and then Eduardo Andre. So what what do you want done with Eduardo Andre? Like, what's perfect for you? How do they use him? I mean, if you can get that tonight, again, I think he just gives you something different as far as rim protection that you, maybe you don't quite get with Derek Walker, who's a you know kind of a tougher. If you're going back to basket on him, you know he's he's a he's, he's I mean he's a veteran. He's played. He's a good down low present, but he's not necessarily. Uh, and he could get blocked. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to to limit what Derek Walker can do. I'm just saying Eduardo Andre just kind of ha, kind of has that length and athletic ability that he adjusts shots at the rim. So. I, I just I'd love to see him develop into a, a a player that they rely on night in night out. Um, maybe eventually get to the starting lineup, but kind of in that type of role. And maybe it's too early in his career to to think that that can happen again. If you know his story, you know he's only been playing for a few years. But I just think he's got a pretty high ceiling. They they do too. They do too. What they want is consistency. Yeah. Like that. That's really like Hoiberg would want. I would imagine that he wants to trust. Eduardo Andre to be the same Eduardo Andre from night in and night out. And I think he's doing that too. It's kind of adjusting to um, the certain d- games that he's playing. Like against Peru State, he just had such, this was the exhibition, he had such an advantage. He was just dominating and it was awesome because, you know, sometimes you can have the height advantage just say, well, whatever it is, what it is, and I'll just go out there and loaf around and, and get a few rebounds and some points. But no, he, he said, I'm going to go out there and get mine tonight. And he did that. Um, but there's other games where it looks like he's almost trying to do too much and maybe it's that he's just a tougher assignment that night or 
you know, maybe it is something just mentally for for him that day. But you know, I just it's it's weird to say say because you want the effort, but sometimes it looks like there's just too much effort or there's too much something there for him, and it's causing him um, to not have his best game. Um, but again, tonight you got good Eduardo, and, and and whatever that key is, whatever that difference is between him um, looking like he's kind of overwhelmed and there's too much in the moment for him, as opposed to tonight. I mean, even on on his missed shot, he had a nice little move uh, that he needs to finish, but he, he was close to, you know, it was a nice move inside. And so you kind of, kind of just see a lot of, he's just got a lot of the game that, that kind of is natural to him, but he's still learning it. Yeah. And in that space, right in the space that where other bigs are there in the space where you have ball dominant guards, when you have wing players who are athletic and can get into your space, right. That, can take away some of your your landing strip, right? Your ability to just get up and go make things happen. So he's identifying what needs to happen for him. Like when is it safe for him to go to the rim? When is it safe for him for him to just catch and gather? Because now he's starting to trust that, well, I've got cutters and I don't have to panic. I just need to hit these cutters. He's better at that. He's calming down in it. Like I said, he's had three out of four really good nights where he was just settled into what was going to be required of him. He it it looked like he was playing like he knew what was happening um, rather than hoping something would happen. So that's part of his process. Um, He's not you know he's he's not he's not a big city basketball kid. So he's learning how to do this. He's learning how to do it on the fly. He's not from Chicago, Detroit, L.A., Miami, New York. Uh, Queens, like he, not, yeah. no, he, no, he's not that dude. But he's learning as he goes, and people are willing to, sh- to share that with him. And is, and that's why I was part, partially so happy to see him be, be with that first group that came into the game, is because he didn't get a whole lot of minutes last last time out uh, against Idaho State, just five minutes in that game. And I just thought with the the height advantage that they had, this is a good learning game for him, or this is a, maybe a good just uh, you know confidence game for him. Is he is that kind of as you watch these guys grow? And Nebraska still has a few games left here that that people are are now labeling buy games because you buy, you pay for these teams to come in and you hope to get the win. As they have a few more of these, and some of them have height, so it's not always going to be um, that type of deal like it was today. But is he among the the group that you're looking at the most to, to grow there because he's got to kind of learn to, to play still learning the game. So still learning to take advantage of his height before he plays against the big 10 guys where there's no advantage there. You're going to have to go height for height in that one. I don't think he, he has height fear in the big 10. He's faced them already. Yeah. And nobody he's going to face is better than what he faced last year. So, there's that part, but I also think a lot of it for him is just trusting himself. Like that's a big important thing for a, a a big long gentleman that has. There's a lot of moving parts to a seven footer, especially within within confined space. He's got to learn how to maneuver all of that within the short windows and the small boxes that he's put in. He's learning it, but it's going to take him. It's going to take him ten games before you know what. Uh, he sees everything. He'll be able to slow down his movement once he catches the ball or once he's preparing to catch the ball, and the Huskers will have another weapon. Yeah, it's going to be fun because, as as we mentioned, I mean, you think about the the Illinois, the Purdue's. I mean, there's there's some 
there's some games where they're going to need him and need his height in there. And then there's going to be games where, you know, Derek Walker's in foul trouble or, um, you know, whatever the case may be, where, where they are going to lean on him for heavy minutes. And he's looking more and more ready to get there. And like you said, it's it's not just him. It's Breidenbach who's, who's kind of figuring out uh, the best way. I mean, he's he's just got so many tools and way to help the team. Um, he's kind of figuring the best way to do that. And, and that second group, it's just it's fun to see how much you know because they have some of those growth pieces on there. It's going to be fun to see how much do you want to keep them together and 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 really give a a, a big headache to the scouting department. I mean because when your assistant coach is going to have to have you know two sheets full and I know they already you know I'm, I'm not saying that no any team's easy to scout for, but having a full unit come on the floor and say hey, everybody okay this is the second unit. Remember what we went over? This wasn't the first you know this you know so it it'll just be difficult uh, I think. To to scout this team because they could throw so much at you. Uh, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we will look at that schedule. Uh, some of the games coming up next for Nebraska. We will be here uh, for most of them, if not every one of them, here on the Husker after party or Husker basketball after party post game show uh, right here on 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back. We are wrapping it up here on the After Party Post Game Show for the basketball win tonight. Nebraska basketball, 82, Southern, 59. Huskers get the big win. Uh, Bryce McGowan's back to leading the team in scoring again tonight and was a beast on the boards as we'll run through the numbers real quick for you if you're just joining us once again. Uh, Bryce McGowan tonight leading the Huskers with 18 points on just nine shots from the field, uh, 10 of 10 from the free throw line. 18 points, 11 boards for him tonight. Uh, Derek Walker with his second back-to-back career high night of 15 points to this time out, uh, four rebounds and three assists, and all those were f- before the half. He had a very good first half, and just the entry passes, whether it was from him or you know to him, were really impressive all night. Uh, so those were kind of your leaders tonight. Tamanaga also with 11 uh, including a 4 point play and Alonzo Verge 14 points on 5 attempts uh, 6 of 6 from the line so he did get fouled a little bit more taking it to the hoop but still uh, I think that 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 um, experiment is going in the right direction. This is definitely not a ball-dominant Alonzo Verge that we saw in the first few games. He's starting to kind of understand that role. Still has the scorer's mentality. will still have a possession or two where you think, I, I guess if you're mad at him at times, to, uh, to, to pass the ball. But uh, he's, he's, I think that that process is, start, is starting to look better. Yeah, it, it, uh, I'm looking at this. There's a, the, the Huskers also send out the season stats. And so Verge has taken the most shots on the team. 66, the second closest person is McGowan's with 56. But McGowan's and Verge have made like the same number of shots. <laughs> yeah. Off 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 of ten less uh ten less shots. Um twenty two percent, twenty four percent, twenty five percent is the shooting percentage beyond three for those starting shooters. That's not good enough. That, that, that's not good enough. They will tell you that. Um, Webster's 5 of 10. Bravo. Uh, C.J. Wilcher's 8 of 19. But then Latman's 4 of 16. And that, 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 that's not good enough. No. Uh, McGowan's is 5 of 21. Not good enough. Verge is 2 of 9. Not good enough. Um, but there is that upside where 78, 87, 77, and 80% from the free throw line. Those are numbers that we we can kind of wipe our brow and and feel better about. 
If I asked you who the leading rebounder is for the Huskers, what would you say? Ooh. <laughs> right? Maybe Bird still. I right? mean, he had right? the first few games. Right? So here, here's the thing, right? That Trey McG- uh, Bryce McGowan leads this team in rebounding with 34. Second is Alonzo Verge with 29, and then Derek Walker, and then C.J. Wilcher. Right, so the numbers like you have to pay attention to what what what's happening inside the circle. Um, Twenty four assists by Verge is three times the next closest. Person. Yeah, that's that's one easy would be right way ahead. Right. Um, so yeah, as you work on that, right, that your assist or, or, or assist to turnover, but he's two to one assist to turnover. He's two to one. Three to one makes you pretty elite. Oh yeah. Four to one gets you to the league. Right. So we. We understand what that is. Um, I'm trying to see what this is. Yeah, yeah. So most of these numbers tell you kind of what you would expect. Seven steals. So, yeah, you know, (laughs) it's starting to form some personality types. And then we can look at guys like Eduardo Andre and Brian Bach and what they're offering. Brian Bach uh, shooting 23% from three. Uh, Tominaga shooting twenty four percent from three, so we know what you need to what you knew. Tominaga's averaging five points a game. Like I think we're satisfied with that, especially with him not shooting all that well, right? The, the number, yeah, and and the number of shots, right? So that yeah. that, that that's a big thing. Um, Eduardo Andre with fourteen rebounds, Brian Bach with twelve. Uh, that 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 tells you for the minutes that they're playing, there is production. And that's important. So this team is shooting 44% from, from the field, 27% from three, and they're shooting 75% from the free throw line. Benchmarks should be 50, 40, 80. So there is room for improvement. We know those things are there, but at least we know where we're starting from. And it's interesting, too. Two of the starters uh, outplayed today by – Three guys off the bench, Webster, Wilcher, and Breidenbach all had 19 or more minutes, while Lotmayan and Edwards had 17 and 10. We've gone over Edwards, um, just kind of an interesting thing there. But Lotmayan, also intriguing because that's kind of around the number that he's had so far. Of course, had an injury to start the year, so maybe that has something to do with it. But he's, he's, his minutes so far this year is 17 minutes today, 18 against Idaho State, 21 against Creighton, and 18 against Sam Houston State. Do you think that that's around the number that you're going to get from him? He doesn't necessarily. They don't. They don't experiment with him as much in the second unit. Um, or do you think that it's still kind of recovering? Or is it just the fact that he is four of sixteen from beyond the arc, and that's his calling card? All of it. All of it. I think yeah. each thing. Each thing has its its, its role and its in its purpose, and how they dissect whether Lotman has given them what they need. And I would I would guarantee you that he knows this. Yeah. Like he knows. Look, I got to shoot better. Like I just need to shoot better. Yeah, I need to rebound better. Um, rebound. Lot man got one rebound tonight. That the, look, we we know we saw too many nights last year where he had to have seven, eight boards just to keep them in the game. So one rebound isn't going to get it, even in seventeen minutes. It's just not going to get it. Now I'm going to put some of that on Bryce McGowan's being so so active on the boards. Right, some of those long rebounds yeah. that Lat would would get. Bryce McGowan's just snatching those. So there's some of that. And then also, let's just another reminder. your cat, One of your captains isn't playing. Trey McGowan's isn't playing. So top defender, on-ball defender, help defender, your best defender is sitting on the sideline on the scooter. 
right? That offensive cog, that emotional leader, the guy who is explosive and can get to the rim and have everybody in the room stand up and cheer at their loudest because of what he does athletically is not on is not playing the last two games. So there will come a time when those things are missed. I'm not sure they can replace what Trey McGowan brings to the table. That's going to be an issue. Yeah. That's going to be an issue. But if the young guys keep playing with their energy, at least from their energy standpoint, some of it will be will be recovered. We're just not sure how much. And it's interesting as we break down the the next few games. Of course, they will be without uh, um, Trey McGowan's. We'll see how long he's out. Is it? It's it's four to six weeks. It's kind of just an eat, but you never know with those things. But that's kind of the estimated time period for that. I think as far as uh, when he might recover from that injury. But it's always good to see him on the bench there, supporting his teams as he's he's the team leader. I mean, he's right up there with Derek Walker as the team leader. So uh, now Nebraska again three and two, three winners of three of the last four. We can cut that first game out and then saying three out of four sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like, woo, they're rolling. Yeah, now they're doing pretty good. But uh, three and two on the season. You hope to add a few more uh, victories to, uh, in this week. Actually, this upcoming week, Tennessee State comes to town an eight p.m. tip off on FS1 on Tuesday, and since South Dakota. Uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday after Black Friday. Uh, we'll have a nice little Saturday matchup there. And, and interesting enough for those teams, uh, Tennessee State and South Dakota just played each other. So mm-hmm. I'm looking to run down that score. I believe South Dakota won that game 83-66. to So um, maybe that uh, Saturday game could be a little more dangerous than the Tuesday game based on that result. But um, and, and then the record also indicates that too. Tennessee State uh, coming uh, will come into Lincoln at 1-3. and three. South Dakota, they might have a game in between that, but right now 3-1 and one for... South Dakota Coyotes right now. Yeah, it. I, I think it. I think it falls just that way. I think the tougher of the two, uh, Tennessee State is not the tougher of those two teams. Yeah. Um, but they have some guys who play with high energy. Um, if you look at their numbers, they're shooting forty percent from three, even if they're one and three. They're one and three from 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 beyond the arc, uh, shooting. <laughs> wow, I'm looking at these. Okay, here it is. <laughs> I had to look at the number twice. They're 27 of 68. Um, so of the the 180 shots they they take taken, 70 out, 70 of them have been one one out of three is is a three point. So and they shoot pretty well. Uh, they shoot 65 percent from the field. Um, they shoot 50 percent. From the field in general, uh, <laughs> they must not play defense. What's going on, <laughs> bro? Like, like I'm, that's a lot of shots. It really is yeah. a lot of shots. Uh, but to shoot, uh, but they don't get the free throw line much. They've only shot fifty eight free throws. Uh, and also, look, look for what it's worth too. South Dakota is the opponent that after Tennessee State um, also did play Southern. Uh, the opponent tonight, and they beat them 71-68. to 68. So kind of gives you a, 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 a kind of an idea of what's going on uh, with the upcoming teams. They, they shouldn't be, uh, I mean, together all that much more challenging than Southern, but uh, you never know. I mean, South Dakota, that's just one game, three wins they've so got far some in bigs, the season. They've got some bigs down there. Yeah, they've they got 6'11", 6'10", 6'9". They've got some bigs at Tennessee State. Okay. So, so different matchups. and Yeah, you're going to have to work on different things. Yeah. That'll be fun to watch as that plays out. Uh, nice week of Nebraska basketball action uh, for us coming up. Of course, Nebraska football finishing things off. Uh, we did our post game yesterday. DP, before we get uh, your thoughts <laughs> tomorrow, let's get a little hint about the uh, – because you didn't get to do the post game. What did you think about no, the, the game yesterday? No. You got two senses. No. No. <laughs> you're no, saving it for tomorrow? No. It, just <laughs> – 
I want what I want, and I'm not getting it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right there with everybody else as far as the wind column goes. Come on, man. <laughs> Why? I'm not asking for too much. It doesn't seem like it. But I mean, I think there's one thing. I already made the guarantee. Nebraska will have more total yards than Iowa. I think that that seems pretty safe. Iowa again. I just I don't care. I just want them <laughs> to have more points. I know. I want them to have more points. Like, why is that not the focus? I just want them to have more points. Than well, I it is the focus, but at some point you just want to you want to feel good about something. If you're focusing on the wind column, you're really, really pretty low on yourself right I now. I want them to have more <laughs> points than Iowa. Nothing else matters. Nothing. But I was like the opposite. They never get more total yards than you, and somehow they are going to win nine if they beat Nebraska. Because they get points. Yeah, get they points. figure it out one way or the other. Just get points. Yeah, that's all I care about. Well, I'm a little late hitting break here, but we'll get to it. We'll fix it. Uh, again, this is the uh, the end of the after-party Husker basketball, uh, again with the win tonight, 82-59 uh, to 59 over Southern. We'd like to thank you for joining us here on a Sunday afternoon. There's nothing better than Husker basketball getting a victory, and so we enjoyed that, celebrated that tonight. Again, Bryce McGowan's leading the way with 18 points for the Huskers. Up next, we'll be here for the postgame show against Tennessee State, but uh, a nice little a couple games, too, to tease for uh, Connor Happers. He's going to go to Memorial Stadium. He's going to spend a few hours here on Monday and Tuesday, actually, for the high school championships, Class A and Class B, so you're going to it's just going to be great. There's going to be a great couple days here on 93.7 the ticket, as there usually is, but uh, some events going on as well. So that'll wrap it up for myself and DP. Uh, thanks for joining us. Nebraska again with the win. Have a good night.